Hey besties, welcome back to episode 6 of the Facilitator Podcast. I'm your host Liv, for those of you who don't know, and I'm really excited for today's episode because it's an interview with my dad, and he's just such a funny person. Like, he doesn't even have to try, and he's just hilarious. Um, So, with that being said, actually, this interview was a lot longer than anticipated, so... I want to give as much time to that as possible, so I don't want to talk too much in the introduction. I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for listening and your support, and keep reviewing, keep answering the questions that I post underneath the episodes on Spotify. Just make sure to do all the things to boost this podcast to make sure other people can hear it make sure that everyone's enjoying it i just i'm doing it for you guys so i want to make sure it's as great as it can be all right i love you guys and let's get into the interview also i just wanted to say that my dad is just such an incredible person he just has always been someone I've looked up to and I just really wanted to have him on the podcast because he just has some great stories. Um, I find the way that he chose to go to college really, really cool and I thought that would be fun to share with you guys. So without further ado, let's welcome my dad, Oliver Solomon, to the podcast. One of the main reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast was because you have a lot of hilarious stories from your childhood in New York City, so I figured we might as well start with some of those that you could share. Well, first, I I, I want to thank you and your production crew, uh, because <laughs> this this is first class all the way. The flight, the uh, I've never <laughs> flown first class before, and... Uh, Thank you for that. Breakfast, everything. The ride here. Right. Yeah. I mean, I thought this was video. I got dressed up, but it's not video. <laughs> uh, but that's okay. Um, so thank you. Yeah, that was, that was amazing. You're this, welcome. This is You're really, welcome. this is really uh, um, high end. Yes. Real high end. I only like the this. best yes. for my guests. Yes. But the first question that I wanted to ask you. You didn't tell me it was your dad. You didn't want to introduce them to me as your I dad. normally, I normally introduce you do it like later. before. Um, they do it later. Off. Okay. Anyway. So the first question that I wanted to ask you, which I'm going to ask every guest that comes on, Mm -hmm. is what is one thing that you did this week that was just for you? Probably going to that audio video store, (laughs) the audio video store to look around at the the home theater projectors Mm -hmm. and uh, home theater sound processors. And, uh, And I'm glad you and Mikey got to come too. Uh, to just hear like how crazy that sounded. Yeah. That was there's some real high end stuff. And besides, I don't. I'm tall, six right. five. I don't like going to the theaters. I don't like. I'm not comfortable in any chair. I wasn't even comfortable in those chairs that we sat in. Yeah. Everyone else is probably like, oh, these chairs are fantastic. I'm like, oh, this bone that I'm sitting on hurts. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those of you who don't know, my dad is six five, so. Any chair he sits in is pretty uncomfortable for him, I would say. Yeah. So, but I would that I would I would say that I don't know I do a lot of things for myself, so it's, <laughs> it's so true. hard to pick. 
I'm like a little boy or something, <laughs> just like like living whatever. Well, um, now that we ask that, I wanted to get into some of the stories that you have from your time in New York City as a kid. Like what? Um, I think my favorite story is probably the one when your cousin threw you in the poop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, we, uh, so my mother is from Savannah, Georgia. Mm-hmm. God bless the dead. And uh, right. they used to always say that. Uh, so <laughs> uh, she uh, would take us down south. Mm-hmm. Actually, she that was crazy. She didn't even graduate from the sixth grade. She stopped school mm-hmm. in the sixth, before right. the sixth grade because she said she had to pick cotton and work for the family because wow. they grew up in a shack, like crazy shack. The shack mm-hmm. they grew up in, I went down there and they had the insulation for the walls mm-hmm. inside the walls yeah. like here but now we have like fiber whatever fiberglass well, i don't know whatever you have these we have this insulation that's fiberglass whatever they had newspaper oh so when the house burned down the house i think it burned down in like 15 seconds the whole house was oh. newspaper there was a hole in the wall a newspaper you could see newspaper in the wall oh, that's what they they were they were really poor outhouses and all mm-hmm. that stuff so we would we went down i went down south a couple of times and and this one time we went down for the month, mm-hmm. and uh, so one of the, one of the one of the relatives there he had a farm, mm-hmm. and they would he would raise cows, and he would take the cows in the city, slaughter them, and sell them. Yeah. So they took these cows and they put them on the back of this pickup truck, and they put these wood fences with rope and around so the cows wouldn't fall out the truck. Right. And when they came out, when they came back uh, from the where they went to sell the cows, mm-hmm. the cows had destroyed the inside of that truck they just went to number two all in the truck all over the wood all over the ropes all over everything and the wood was actually laying down in the truck at this point oh god so the 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 farmer he asked us to take the wood across the street to the barn Mm -hmm. and so all the southerners they're just grabbing the wood in his cow poo all over everything and so i'm like grabbing it with my pinkies a city boy (laughs) and i'm like whatever and then we get to this one the next one was Totally messed up. And I was like, oh, I'm not touching that. Uh-huh. So I went on the porch and I started hanging out with the girls while they were doing work. And when he came around the corner, he yeah. said, uh, boy, what you doing sitting up on this porch and everybody's working? I was like, oh, no, I'm not touching that, blah, blah, blah. And so he he grabbed me and I thought he was joking, like he, like he was walking me over to the truck. Yeah. And, and next thing I know, he threw me in the couch. <laughs> oh and I cried. It was all over my legs, my oh, knees. No. And I remember walking down the road to my grandmother's house where we were staying. I was pulling these long grass things, <laughs> crying. I got there, no one had no sympathy for me. Like, all right, good, you should have oh, you went to work. Right, should've, yeah. So I guess he taught me a lesson. And then he, he was crazy because he did this other thing to me. He uh, he said, uh, he was smoking a cigar and he said, hey, you want to see smoke come out of my eyes? And I was like, what? He says, you want to see smoke come out of my eyes? I was uh-huh. like, uh, he said, come here, come close. Come closer. I'm coming closer. He's like, closer, closer, closer. And as I'm coming closer to look in his eyes, he burnt me with the cigar. What? And I jumped back and he said, that teach you to stop being a fool. How's somebody going to have smoke coming out of their eyes? <laughs> so I still remember that. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we can do stuff like that today, but back then we did. You're like, huh, I don't know how that would work, but I guess I want to see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's but it, it knows a good lesson. It's like why well, yeah. you know that's you know just stop and think for a right. second. That actually you know that's funny because you know we were watching those videos on those uh, uh, fishing scams where they have uh, these uh, calling stations in India where they scam you on your mm-hmm. email and uh, if you just process what's going on and what they're right. asking you to do, you can figure it out. 
But if you don't think, yeah. like I, I told you, they, they almost got me. They were like, uh-huh. I, they had me, I was screaming with Amazon. I'm like, why won't you let me spend my money and buy these gift cards and send this to, this guy wants me <laughs> to spend gift card money. And, and, and Amazon's like, you have, you can't do it for 24 hours because they denied it. Right. Because they were protecting me. Yeah, but the really- scammers had me so, I mean, I wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like I was trying to get something for nothing. They had me so wrapped up that, yeah, I, you know, what it was was they said like, we owe you a refund. Oh. But it's funny because I was doing Facebook ads. I was doing Facebook ads at the mm-hmm. time. So somehow they just guessed oh. that I was doing Facebook ads somehow, uh-huh. whatever. And they said, oh, we owe you a refund. And the only way we can give you a refund is if you uh, verify who you are. And the way you verify who you are is to uh, go to Target and buy gift cards and <laughs> give us the number. And Or you could do Amazon gift cards. And, and I'm like, okay, I'll do Amazon gift cards. So he was like trying to get me to buy like $200 Amazon gift cards. And I was trying to do it and it got declined. And and I'm calling my bank. How dare you decline <laughs> my money? I want, you know, and, and, and so, something told me, look up Amazon gift cards. No, look up gift card scam, Facebook gift card mm-hmm. scam. And boom, it was a thousand hits. I was right. like, wow, they almost got me. Yeah. It was funny. I was fighting. It was like, that's my money. How dare you? They, yeah. They got me good. So when that happened, they said that you were getting a refund. And then wh- why did you have to send the gift cards to get a refund? That's the funny part. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's the point of what I said. Just think. <laughs> like, think. Like, what? Wait, I have to buy something, give you the number, and then you're going to give me a refund? <laughs> like, ah! A refund on the gift cards? Yeah, or... <laughs> right. No. Oh, yeah. That's, that's not the first time I got scammed. I remember one time in New York, back when we hit camcorders, the guy said, Oh, uh, yeah. The guy said, uh, you know, he's going to sell me this stolen camcorder and, and you know, that's what I get. It was good. Right. So I was like, I gave him like $120 for this uh-huh. box. And when he put the, he says, oh, the cops are coming. Put the box in your trunk. So I put the box in my trunk. I get all the way home. When I open the trunk, the, the, the box is covered with plastic. And I'm like, uh-huh. wait, these boxes don't come in plastic. I right. opened it up. The, the date on the newspaper was uh, Friday the 13th. <laughs> the whole newspaper was that, that was Friday the 13th. It's like, good, good for you. You learn your lesson. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Never try to get something for nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I don't want it. It's free. I don't want it. We're gonna give no, I don't want it. <laughs> you know? Why would anyone call you saying that they're gonna give you a refund? <laughs> That's not how it works. Right. You have to chase them to get a refund. <laughs> right. Like uh my uncle, he was crazy. He said uh somebody was asking him to ju- uh, 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 buy a raffle. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's they said that the the winning prize is fifty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. He said, who's going to give me $50,000? Right. <laughs> Somebody going to call me up and say, you won the raffle for $50,000? He said, they'll kill me first. You know, <laughs> Whatever. So he's like, you didn't buy it. But anyway, that's, you know, they, I'm sure they would have if he'd won. But he, he just couldn't imagine that happening. So he didn't buy it. Something for nothing. Um, another story that I always find funny is uh, the one about when you took the dollar from your um, oh, my, <laughs> your Oh, my brother James. Yeah. Oh, my God. We were playing, I did a lot of bad things. We, we were playing uh, we were playing softball across the street. You know how we used to play softball? Because I grew up in Harlem, mm-hmm. and it was it was people say, "Oh, Harlem, Harlem." No, Harlem, bad Harlem, poor Harlem. Mm-hmm. So the way we played baseball, softball, mm-hmm. was when they when they tore a building down, yeah. like across the street, an apartment building, mm-hmm. and they left the bricks. We'd go across the street. We'd throw all the bricks to the sides. Mm-hmm. And whatever dirt was there, that was the field. Right. So you you only really had enough for first, second, third, and home. And the outfield was right next to second base. That's mm-hmm. you know it was like yeah. that's how. Right? <laughs> so um, we would go there and we'd play all day until we got hot and hungry. And uh, 
I had stolen my brother's dollar. I went in his drawer and took. He had a dollar. I took it. <laughs> and uh, so after we, after baseball was over, after whatever, I went. He he was going home, and I went the other direction. I went to the del- to deli to to get one of those uh, subs, mm-hmm. like a hero, right? So I remember I ordered like a ham and cheese with mayo sub, and. I'm standing there looking back at the door because I got this dollar. And he's like, he's got to go in. First, he's got to go in the back and get a new loaf of bread because the bread wasn't, was empty. So he's taking his time with the bread. Then he's got to go get the meat, slice the meat. And after he sliced the meat, he's got to wrap the meat up and put it back in his slice case. Then here comes the cheese. And I'm looking back at the door. I'm looking at him. I'm like, come on, man, hurry up, let's go. And just as he was wrapping up the sandwich, James walked in, my brother. The dollar was in my hand. I was trying to pay the guy, and he snatched it out of my hand and ran out the door. <laughs> and uh, the guy's, here's your sandwich. And I'm like, uh, he, uh, he took. I gotta go. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I don't remember what he did. But I got out of there. Yeah, that's another thing. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Something for nothing. Um. Oh, and the last story that I was thinking about, um, the one when you're working at the newspaper stand. Um, oh, that one? Oh, it was like, oh, like a hundred and something degrees out. And back then, the new, okay, if you go to New York now, these newsstands are little, um, almost like portable houses that are on the corner. Yeah. And they are inside with the newspaper yeah. and sodas and candy and whatever. Yeah. And back then, they were attached to buildings. Oh. Okay. So we were like inside this exterior of a building. There was mm-hmm. no... You couldn't go into the building. It was just right. you entered from the outside and you were stuck in this little area that was maybe 10 feet by 8 feet or something. Mm-hmm. And it was hot. And so I grew up in Harlem and like we had like the weirdest things going on. It, it, you know, we, there was a lot of drugs and prostitution mm-hmm. and all sorts of stuff. But they were, gay, they were male prostitutes too. So this uh, male prostitute in drag comes up to the, to the, uh, to the register and, and I, was, I was like 13. And the, and the worker, an older man that was working there, the, the, the guy goes, it's 100 degrees, and he hands him like a dollar, or is holding a dollar, and he goes, do you have a cold, 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 and I'm looking at him, and the, and, the, and, the, and the adult that was working just looks at him deadpan and goes, no, 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 no. And I just lost it. Boom. And I was kind of silly. Co, 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 co. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, there's That's a lot so of crazy funny. stories. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's one of my favorites, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when he came back with no, 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 that just shocked me. Yeah. That's when I lost it. But that was, you know, so that newsstand, that was a funny story, but one night I was supposed to be working in a newsstand Mm -hmm. and my brother James, somehow they left a gun in the newsstand. What? A pen gun, like Mm -hmm. a, like a, like a, a spy gun, a Uh real gun, a 22 bullet and you screw the cap on it. It looks like a pen. You put it in your pocket and uh, you pull it out and you just flip this uh, switch that looks like a, a door latch that you would go in a bathroom, oh but it's goodness. on a spring and it shoots a bullet. So this coworker, bad guy who used to work there, came there to steal a box of cigarettes. Cause he, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. He felt he was entitled to a uh, carton of cigarettes. Right. 
And where I usually stand in the newsstand in front by the side by this mirror reading mm-hmm. a comic book, James tells the guy he's he's messing with the gun and uh he unscrews the gun, he tries to unscrew it, and it fires through his hand and goes right through the mirror where I was stand where I would be standing. James? James, yeah. What? Yeah, so I come home. I, I didn't go I didn't work that night. I come home and I, I, we were driving by this newsstand, I didn't see him in there. Then I find out Someone said, James got shot in the head. I was like, what, the head? No, the head. <laughs> he, so he goes to the hospital. Now, they got him, right? Uh-huh. James used to be able to draw, right? Uh-uh. So the cops are like, How, what the guy look like that, that shot, shot at you? <laughs> that, no, what the guy look like that shot at you? Oh, he's got them all. He's got them all. You know, oh, he's got all these features. He knows, you know, it's, you look at the drawing. It's like, a, you know, I was like, and then finally they, I think they knew. But, you know, it didn't shoot a bone. It just shot through his skin. He was very lucky. Wow. Oh, yeah, he's crazy. James used to always... He, what did he think that he knew it was a gun? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what he just like playing with it. Playing with it. Very lucky. No, I don't know. He was like, if you screw it, you should unscrew it with your fingers from the side. Uh-huh. He had his hand across the top of it oh. as he was screwing. It went right through. Bam! Blood and oh. I guess so. <laughs> whatever. Oh, is this no. how this podcast is supposed to go? <laughs> uh, uh, crazy. Oh yeah. goodness. Um, well, something else that I wanted to talk about was. You your transition into deciding to attend college uh-huh. because for a while you didn't know if you wanted to go to college, and I just wanted to know more about that experience, how you decided. Well, you know, so it, we had seven. My mother had seven kids, mm-hmm. and she wasn't married, and. Uh, uh, when I graduated from, I was number five and seven, but mm-hmm. for a long time I was the only one that ever graduated from high school. Yeah. Some of them didn't graduate from junior high school, right. but I was the only one that graduated from high school, let alone even went to college. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't a, it wasn't a thought. Like she was so busy trying to just put food on the table, and mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't she wasn't educated, so it wasn't. I mean, she did the best she could, but I I remember when I was so she was. She wasn't home, and she was kind of soft on us, you know. Uh, she 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 really was. I used to, in seventh grade, my promotion was in doubt. Mm-hmm. On my report card, I had failed two subjects, in, like in the middle of the semester, and in big red letters, promotion in doubt. And that woke mm-hmm. me up because I was going home at at lunchtime and not coming back to school. Mm-hmm. I would take Mondays and Fridays off, and I was smart enough to be one of the best in the school, yeah. but I just didn't do it. And uh, got away with it, and and um, and I remember, so I accelerated whatever I was doing. And I graduated. Then I went to eighth grade. We had this teacher named Mrs. Gibbs, mm-hmm. and she was mean. She doesn't take any no nothing from you, no excuses or whatever. She said, "Well, you, you know." I remember once this, she asked the girl why why she uh, wasn't in school for a, a week or so. She mm-hmm. said, "My mother was sick." She said, "Well, you the nurse." You're not, you, you doesn't mean you, you know no it was a it was a lie that my yeah. mother was sick oh. the girl was just playing hooky or yeah. whatever right so when I would I remember trying to take a half days off what, what do you mean half day where you where were you yeah oh she would embarrass me in front of everybody and she snapped me to it mm-hmm. and if it wasn't for her I would I don't know I probably would have dropped out in eighth grade I don't know so thank God for her and as I when I when I was in school actually uh, grad school I contacted the school found out she was retired and I wrote her a letter mm-hmm. and um I wrote a letter. I must have given her my phone number because I was on a. T- I told her I was going to be on a TV show, and I was in my apartment with like my friends, like a bunch of people. And the phone rang, 
it was her. Wow. This like 80 year old lady calling me. Mm-hmm. And uh, people like, I got quiet. And I was like, tears coming to my eyes. Uh-huh. It, was, it was, you know, so uh, she's long gone now, but uh, yeah. you know, I was really good. I was, uh, it was good for me to be, to connect with her and say, thank you. A lot of, te- I think a lot of teachers have students out there that want to say thank you. And yeah. they, you know, and she remembered me, yeah. which was like, so that's eighth grade. That was probably six, like 10 years. Yeah. It was probably 10 years, you know, it passed, but she remembered me. So, 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 um, anyway, so she got me going to school, but then we had a guy from the church. I used to go to church mm-hmm. and we had a guy from the church who like, uh, he wasn't married. He didn't have kids, but he took on, you know, the, the, these kids and he, 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 he just held us close and tried to, you know, do things with us in the summer to keep, keep us mm-hmm. going, you know, keep us on the right track. And, um, uh, I remember we were camping one night and he, he, I was, I think I was 16 and he, he, he came up to me and he, he says, uh, where are you, where are you going to college? And I was, I was telling him, I don't think I'm going to college. I'm not going to college. He says, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. And so I guess, you know, that was, I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to college. Yeah. And then even though I stopped being around him when it was time for me to go to college, he knew I didn't have a car or a family to be able right. to take me a four hour drive to Massachusetts. He called me up and says, how are you getting to college? And I said, I don't know. And he said, I'm taking you. And he had this little VW, wow. VW bug. Mm-hmm. And he drove me like four hours. I didn't even have directions. We got almost to school and we were lost driving around <laughs> town. Where's the school? Uh-huh. And uh, I, remember, I remember packing stuff like we had a typewriter. You know those typewriters? Ding, 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 ching, mm-hmm. ding, 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 ching. Yeah. And it was so small, but it had a zip-up case. That was my mistake. That was my typewriter for school. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I don't even know if I knew how to type. or how, you know, You've seen me type before, so that can yeah. take a while, right? <laughs> uh, one finger. Never on, got one finger any one training hand. on that one. No, no. <laughs> and... Um, I remember I had this little nine-inch black and white TV that I took, and not only that, there was there was no elevator in the building like in your building. Oh, so yeah. we had to. I think I lived like on the third floor or the fourth floor, and mm-hmm. we parked like where the basement was. And this man helped me carry up four flights of steps. Wow. Stuff you know, knapsack. Man didn't have that much, but you know, it was a bunch of trips. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I didn't hear from him again until after I'm graduating. We're coming, uh, my mother, uh, Amy, my wife, my girlfriend at the time, mm-hmm. we were leaving the graduation and we come out this exit and he's standing right there. Wow. Yeah, yeah he came to, that's crazy. That's awesome. And we went out to lunch and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, David Appleby, yeah, we have a, uh, he took care of a lot of, he did a lot of things for a lot of kids in the city. Um, well, when you went to college, you were an accounting major, which is really funny because everyone I tell that to is like, it's like, what are you talking about? Why? Why? <laughs> because it's just like, I think it's just completely opposite of you. Yeah, right? It's like, I'm not going to that office for a time. <laughs> oh, God. Can um, you imagine that? What um, influenced you to switch your career to acting and go to um, get your master's degree? Oh, I, I don't think, because I couldn't do anything else. I didn't know what else I wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know, but I liked that. That was like playing. It was like fun. Yeah. And I think I got I got in a play and then I went in the theater department and, you know, started taking those classes and being in other plays. And um, that's, that's all I could think of at the time, you know. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I'll try that. And I got in and, and, uh, then from there, you know, started working in Boston area and uh, and uh, 
actually, so as an actor, you, you know, you have to find a job right away, right? Mm -hmm. My first job, oh, my first job out of acting school was like scamming people on the phone uh, yeah. for like um, selling, what was it? Selling pens. <laughs> You would call these people up and tell them, oh, sort of like these guys. Yeah. So you call them up on the phone and you tell them, uh, you know, we, we send out this prize package. Uh, a while ago, you entered this contest and guess what? You won. <laughs> and uh, so you say, uh, and uh, and we have a grand prize package coming and you're going to win all these things. You're going to win like you can win a, a, a Cadillac or a color TV or a trip around the world <laughs> or a grandfather clock or his and hers watches or whatever. And. And, and with that grand prize package is going to come out your second order of uh, pens, advertising pens, right? <laughs> so the pens, they were like $3 a piece. And you had to get a minimum of 125 So oh So, okay, so in order to get the pens, they had to um, pay with a money order to the post office. Uh -huh. So now that money order goes to this company, right? right. And... They get the package, the grand prize package, and the pens. Uh -huh. Well, you know what 125 pens look like? Not that big. Right. Boxes are that big. For, yeah. And it would cost them like $375. Oh, my God. And the pen, the ink was dried out. The advertising oh. on the pen would, would rub off and all that stuff. And and so they don't tell you that you're actually scamming people for a long time. I think I must have been there about a month. And oh, then slowly wow. you kind of figure out, wait, what? So finally one day I saw what the... Uh, oh. One of them was a home and office sauna, uh -huh. like a portable home and office sauna. Yeah. And so, so when they scratch, when they got the prize, or they, they they already got robbed with the pens. Right. So now they got the prize, and the prize was you have to scratch off something. So when you scratch off, there was only two or three. All those other prizes were not a possibility. Right. The only prize you could get would be like Another this home pen. and office sauna. This home office <laughs> sauna. So the home office sauna was a garbage bag with a hole in the top for your head like a big green garbage bag with a hole in the top for your head and four poles, like plastic poles that you put the garbage bag out and you're supposed to put a stool inside, stick your head out and mm -hmm. in your in your office. You're going to be sitting there in your office doing that. The other one was like him and her, his and hers watches and the other one was like a radar detector that had like the straight wire on it didn't even uh -huh. work. It, you know, it, was, it just, and right. so once I saw those things and I quit. Yeah. Yeah, and uh it was, it, it, but they slowly show you what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that guy's either in jail now or yeah. know, or whatever. But yeah, that was... Uh... So then from there, I got a job selling futons, beds in, in uh, Central Square, Cambridge. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I got a job in a stereo store. And so then that's another thing that I do now, sell stereos. And uh, that's how I got that. So it's like, it's like my life is like hobbies. Like I do this, <laughs> I do that, I do this. And uh, it's funny. It's like I see that in you sometimes. I see you like doing this, and you focus on these, <laughs> and you focus on this, and you focus on that, and you know. So yeah. it's uh, get yeah. it from you. Probably. <laughs> I hope you get some good stuff from your mom. <laughs> oh gosh. Um. So, what well, I guess what was your like first, like real acting job? You mean paid acting job? Sure. What <laughs> My first paid acting job was working in Savannah for the summer. It was a uh, it's Savannah Little Theater, uh -huh. and we went around all over the city doing this show, this this play for kids in the daycare or uh, in the daycare in the summer camps and mm -hmm. whatever at different uh, summer camps all over. Right. And it was called Alice in Wonderbread, <laughs> and uh, it was crazy. Like you know, the props were 
I don't know, we made the props. <laughs> I remember once we were driving down this pickup truck and the, the props just fell out of the back of the truck and just smashed and we had to like pull over and go get it and then go do the show with like, oh my yeah, God. It was, <laughs> that was, that was, but that was, oh, but I had a shirt that said Savannah Little Theater when I went back to school for the summer, let them know that I was working, yeah. you, know, like, like, you know, don't tell them I made like $80 a week or something like that, I don't know, $100 a week, I don't know what it was, but it doesn't matter, that, that, it really didn't matter, but um Oh, that was crazy living. So we lived in Georgia for, I lived in Georgia for two summers doing college. And mm-hmm. it's a nice place to visit. I mean, Savannah, it's a nice place to visit. It's the, the people are really cool, but mm-hmm. you, you know, nah, <laughs> not, to, <laughs> not to live there. Not for you. I mean, I, I don't, I guess because I have family there. I, mm-hmm. I, you know what? I, I don't even know if I could retire there because of the family, because now I'm like the old person and all the old people that I knew are like, you know, gone yeah. now or, or about to be gone. Yeah. And so the little kids don't, the young people, don't, right. <laughs> they're like, get out of here. What are you <laughs> doing here? I'm the old man now, you yeah. know, like, uh, you know, so, you know. What was your like favorite experiences being an actor or what is your, one of your favorite experiences? Um, I I don't know. I, I things that pop out of my head are, I remember, just like, um, I remember uh, when I was in a commercial, like a dial commercial, and uh, you know you know me, I don't like dogs. I don't mess with dogs too much, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so I'm auditioning for this thing, and I have to be. It was for uh, dial soap, mm-hmm. so I have to be walking my wife's dog or something, uh-huh. and um. Uh, it's about clean, you know, picking up after your dog or whatever. Yeah. And so as I'm auditioning, you know, I guess I looked uncomfortable. Just the thought of that I'll be working with a dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I look, so I, look, I looked so uncomfortable. Like we love it, we love what you're doing. So <laughs> me. But as I'm doing this, I'm the only one, and I'm holding this bulldog, and uh, and and they have to stop traffic, and people when they let traffic go, they they're driving slowly and they're looking and. They look in for me and they're like, oh, who's that? Oh, he's nobody. And they just keep driving. <laughs> but the point was, you know, realizing I looked around and I saw all these union trucks and all these staff and everybody. Mm-hmm. And it was me, you yeah. know, there for me. And that, that was like, it was kind of cool seeing that, yeah. you know. Um, and, uh, oh, and then another time I was in a commercial. This is when OJ, OJ's mm-hmm. trial was going on. Yeah. So every night I would watch the Geraldo show because Geraldo was like, that, was, that made his ratings, right? Yeah. So I'm going outside to... I was in Madison. Oh, there was, so there was one lawyer that was on every night. Mm-hmm. So I'm standing outside this building, against this building in Madison Avenue, waiting for Amy to get out of work. Mm-hmm. And I see him coming from my right. So I just kind of notice him. And, you know, it's New York. Right. And he, he walks by me. And I'm still looking to my right. And then I feel somebody standing right next to me on my left. He had <laughs> turned around. And he said, aren't you the brother from the Advil commercial? <laughs> and I said, aren't you the brother from the Geraldo show? And I guess we... Dapped. I don't know what we did, and that was it. And that that was kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, like walking into elevators and having people like look and say hey or something like that, you know. That was, <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, but um, just I I think the you know the, I, the most but 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 the most fun I ever had, unfortunately, I didn't do too long. Was stand up writing my own jokes and writing mm-hmm. my own stand up, and I think that that was the most satisfying of everything I did because. I created it. I performed it. Yeah. I got all these laughs, and I did it for a couple of years. Um, but I don't know. I just ran out of energy. I thought I, I thought I couldn't write any more jokes. I thought I couldn't be funny anymore. And it was just so mm-hmm. hard. And I just like you know sometimes you tell a joke and it's not funny, right? Yeah. It doesn't work, right? And so I made that to be such. I made that out to be such a big event that it was that it didn't work. 
that it like stopped me, you know. And it's yeah. too bad because if I got past that, it would have things would have been different. Um, but it, it, that that was fun. That was uh, you you know uh, you asked me once if I ever make if I ever mess up on you know when I'm filming something if I mess up. I said, mm -hmm. Sure, I mess up all the time. Everybody messes up. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. You just do it again. Mm -hmm. And so I think being afraid to mess up is the worst thing that can yeah. happen to anybody. Um, being afraid to mess up, because everyone knows, yeah, baseball, you're batting 300, you're doing fantastic. I mean, seven out of 10 times you make an out. Right. And so, you know, I made that to be a bigger event than it is, you know, it's, it's so, um, but having said that, that, that was, that was more fulfilling than anything, just like mm -hmm. writing something and getting laughs and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the but so but one of the things and one of the excuses in my mind was you know when you're starting out you have to bring people yeah you have to bring people mm -hmm. in order to get on stage right and uh, one time I remember I wanted to be in I want, it was at I think it was at Stand Up New York or some, I, I'm not sure Boston Comedy Club or something where I didn't have anybody to come uh -huh. I actually paid somebody on the street uh -huh. to go get his wife <laughs> to his house. I don't know you, sir, but I need to get on this stage. And uh, can you, can, I need two people. He's, I'll go get my wife. She's making spaghetti, <laughs> but I'll, he says, I'll make her turn it off. So he made her turn it off. And and I paid for them to go in. Wow. And I had to buy them drinks because it's a two drink minimum. <laughs> <laughs> Just to go on stage. It was one of the best uh, sets I had. Yeah. And so I didn't care about paying for right. whatever. But, and and then you just got, I ran out of friends to, <laughs> to, to yeah. bring you to shows. And so I never really got past that point. Um. But that's me. I that's me holding myself back. I'm sure. I'm sure I've written some more really fun, more funnier jokes than I <laughs> funnier jokes in the, you know since then. Yeah. Um. I didn't really tell jokes. I told like stories and mm -hmm. made them funny or made. I told. Sometimes I would tell truthful stories and tell the funny parts, or I would imagine things and imagine the punchline and then build a story around right. it. But it was all story based. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, one liner based. Mm -hmm. You know. You know. Doctor, doctor, my teeth are turning right. yellow. Wear a brown necktie. <laughs> no, no, you know none of that stuff you know yeah um yeah you know someone said you know you better make up your mind what you want to be quickly mm -hmm. because that's exactly what you're going to be yeah and uh and i guess if you don't make up your mind for anything you, you know you yeah. got to make up your mind and and uh you got to keep searching but you, but you keep searching until you i think when you find like uh selling audio like i don't think that's work Mm -hmm. Like, that's fun for me. Like, last night, 11 o'clock, I'm talking on the phone yeah. to somebody selling him something. He wants to buy something. And you should have heard the story. I had to listen to this guy. Went on, <laughs> on, on, on. And I'm like, okay, all right. So anyway, it's getting late. Are you buying this? <laughs> you know, like, I had to cut him off. He's telling me his whole life story. Yeah. And he's just enjoying it. But still, that was, that. that's fun for me. So it, it's not like, uh, it's not like um, I'm going to work for someone else. Right. You know, uh, but yeah, I guess don't be afraid to fail. Find yeah. out what you want to do as quick as you can mm -hmm. and another thing oh you know what someone else told me which I think is very interesting and this is true they said somebody told them or whatever that you are the average mm -hmm. of the five people you hang out with the most yeah. you are the average of the five people you hang out with the most and you have to really think about that and look around mm -hmm. and if you know if one of them is a criminal mm -hmm. and one of them is you know this and one of them is that one of them you know just whatever if, if these are bad, bad people you're going to be bad people mm -hmm. if you hang around with five gym rats you're going to probably be a gym rat mm -hmm. with them right yeah or whatever you know mm -hmm. so i think it's important to uh find the group if you want to be something or be a part hang out with those people mm -hmm. you know and throw yourself in that group yeah and uh go show up to the events the meetings hanging out whatever listen to what 
they've done for progress and you, you know, follow that roadmap. Anyway. The last thing that I wanted to say um, about your stand-up career is that I really enjoyed when um, I watched that video. Um, This couple months ago, my dad found a bunch of old, like, video film and he got it, like, what is it called? The Recovered first, or whatever. Like, uh, got it transferred. Yeah. Transferred to digital. They transferred digital. all of the um, footage on, uh, into digital. And he... So that was my first... The one you found was like my first time... Well, not my first time on stage. My first... I had taken a, a stand-up comedy class. Mm-hmm. And so during that course of that class, yeah, we learned about how to do it. And so I would go to different clubs uh-huh. and, you know... Just do two minutes, do three uh-huh. minutes or whatever. And it wasn't great. But that night was like the final, like the final test yeah. for class. So, and they filmed it. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed that um, clip because I could tell that you really enjoyed it. And oh, yeah. I was like comfortable, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. I was there. Yeah, yeah. You're really excited. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I think that y- you especially got so in your head about all of that all of the things that don't really matter the negative stuff yeah yeah um i remember this past summer we were in the car and you were saying something about wanting to have like wrote written your like write your own thing and like that's what you wanted to do and i was like well (laughs) it's not not over yet (laughs) what are you talking about yeah but um yeah i feel like you were getting stuck for a while well yeah you know and i right yes and and so so I said that, right? Mm-hmm. But okay, well, I didn't do it. So did I mean that? That's what you have to like put. Yeah. You know, do you really mean that? And I, I think of that in terms of when you try to tell a younger person, "Oh, this is what you should do. You should go to law school. You should do this. Mm-hmm. You that." If they don't want to go to law school, they're not gonna. And yeah. you and you make them go. They're gonna fail out, or they're gonna quit, mm-hmm. or they're gonna whatever. They, they're not gonna be enthusiastic about it. They're gonna do right. it. So they have to decide for themselves. And back to the thing, make up mm-hmm. your mind quick. So yeah, I mean, that's a regret and. I don't know. I still have time, but yeah. you know, it, it's uh, um, who knows? Yeah, who, who knows? knows? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, with all of this being said, I think we're gonna wrap up this interview because we have a lot of. <laughs> yeah, hurry up because I start lying after I talk for too long, and then you'd be like, "Oh, that's not true." Like, yeah, you're right. That's not true. So, um, I'd like to thank you for coming on the podcast i really enjoyed getting to speak with you and i think this is going to be an enjoyable episode for everyone to listen to okay all right well keep up the good work thank you bye everyone all right besties thank you guys so much for listening to episode six of the facilitator podcast today's episode was just super funny to edit because i got to listen back to all the hilarious stories that my dad loves to tell um a lot of those stories i didn't even know so it was my first time hearing them just like you um but yeah i hope that you guys enjoyed and I will see you guys in the next one. Hopefully I will have more time to talk to you guys before the guest comes on for the next episode. Today's episode was just a little too long so I didn't want to talk too much in the beginning and then have you guys be waiting for the interview. So all right well I'll see you guys next week. I love you guys. Bye besties.